Welcome to Corazon Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Vijay Sika. Vijay Sika is the founder, chairman, and chief executive officer of Sika Software Corporation. Under his leadership, Sika Software has grown from a startup to have over 34,000 practices and 120 million patients on its platform for healthcare on the demand side and over 50 companies which have built applications on the supply side. Prior to Sika Software, Vijay has worked in artificial intelligence and decision systems beginning with his master's in Syracuse University and neuroscience PhD work at Stanford. Vijay has more than 25 years of experience with large-scale projects at Intel Corporation, National Institutes of Health, GlaxoSmithKline, Roche, and UCSF affiliates. Well, good afternoon, Vijay. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. You bet. I'm excited. One thing I like to talk about, BJ, is analytics. I think everything that we do and that's talked about, it's in the news even, of how we make decisions today. And that's based off of all the data that we're sorting through to come up with decisions, right? I was looking at your bio, and that's why I'm just really excited about this podcast. Your company and what you've accomplished in the number of companies using your software today, right? Could you share with us what made your software so successful? Absolutely. My education is in artificial intelligence and neuroscience in Syracuse uh, back in the late 80s. So this is before the AI winter and AI becoming really hot and sexy again. And I did my doctoral studies at Stanford. I didn't complete my PhD, but I am a data plumber, certified data plumber and a software geek. And um, the work that we do, one of the things that we did in this case was we are kind of like Stripe or Twilio for retail healthcare. And you may have heard of these companies which provide an API, which enables connection and access to a very large number of systems. And when I say retail healthcare, it's a $350 billion annual services market for dentists and veterinarians and optometrists and chiropractors, orthodontists, etc. And so we connect with over 400 practice management systems, which are these ERP systems and have an award-winning API that lets anyone build apps. And we have 35,000 installations and nearly 120 million patients on our platform. Wow. And we have 50 companies, including companies such as Wells Fargo and Patient Pop and others that have built apps using our API. And almost 25 to 30 new practices are being onboarded a day. And what has made us successful is providing a single API that allows anyone to build apps that are compatible with 96% of this large market in US and Canada. That's amazing. And that's what I was so impressed when looking at your profile and your software platform and as many people that use it, I was just really impressed and I was really excited to get on this podcast today. So, so thanks again, BJ. I appreciate that. BJ, your software platform seems really easy to use and the integration of your API makes it seamless for your customers. You know, we talked about all the customers that you work with. Could you just tell us a bit more about your product and why companies trust your product over the competition? So there are a few reasons. One is reliability. And we are processing a billion transactions a day. We are adding 30 or so new practices a day and have an award-winning API platform with very high availability. The second is comprehensiveness. We provide a single API that covers 96% of the market for dentists and veterinarians, optometrists, chiropractors, orthodontists in US and Canada. The third is value. We provide that at extremely competitive pricing so that even a single developer can 
can come to our API portal and sign up and get going within a matter of days on having applications work seamlessly with 96% of the market. And finally, it is interoperability. We work with over 400 different practice management systems. And as you know, this industry doesn't have Epic or Cerner or Allscripts. You know, of the 400, only two have APIs. And it took us a number of years, but it created such an incredible technical advanced technology differentiator that we now have 50 or so apps which are on our platform. So in a way, what we are doing is we are taking the retail healthcare market, which is still operating in a 50-year-old technology, and we are enabling the doctors and dentists and veterinarians in that market to get modern 21st century applications without changing their workflow. That's absolutely amazing. And if you didn't know, uh, VJ, my background is in healthcare, uh, healthcare technology as well. So this really resonates with me and will resonate with a lot of our audience here. So thank you for sharing that. VJ, your product does tout some artificial intelligence, machine learning, and predictive modeling. Could you share with us some of those underlying technologies that you're leveraging? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, in the past, my work, as I was mentioning, during my career at Intel, uh, at the Intel AI lab in the early 90s, we worked on forward propagation, unsupervised and self-supervised learning, such as Cohen and self-organizing maps. And in addition to classic CNN precursors, you know, back then it used to be lots of interaction with Jeff Hinton and Pramod Varshney and Bernie Widrow. And then during Stanford, you know, interacted with Professor Steve Smith and Dave Stevenson and others. And now here at Sika Software, our AI lab is working on using self-driving practice learning models. You know, how do you make a practice run by itself, just like a self-driving car? And the doctor essentially doesn't have to really struggle with the business issues. And we use bi-directional LSTM, long short-term memory models for habit predictions. We run inference on large spark clusters. We have built up a significant data and insights opportunity, and we use it for large-scale studies, for example, to determine how oral health is affecting general health and mortality. And you know, we all know, we all hear that periodontal disease is linked with cardiovascular disease, but it turns out that this connection is very, very serious. There are oral health related procedures or lack thereof, which can affect mortality. And we have built significant models, which are actually a number of life insurance companies have done retrospective studies with us. And from a technology perspective, we also use TensorFlow and Kiras and standard time series and regression models, Arima, Profit, and for prediction, for example. And we keep experimenting with forecast engines of AWS and Facebook and Google and others. That's amazing. I love how you're kind of pushing that envelope as, you know, machine learning advances further. I know that you're going to be on that front edge trying to make things better for patient care across the globe. And and that's something to be very proud of. And I'll definitely be following you on that journey. Thank you. You're welcome, BJ. We're going to switch gears here. You just recently had an amazing, I was going to say podcast, but it's a webinar you held yesterday, I guess. And you had a huge participation. I think well over 1,200 people at least had signed up. So talking through, you and I had a conversation about this briefly, but talking through the predictive modeling you did around the New York area as far as bouncing back from COVID, right? You had a drop off there when everybody basically had to shelter in place around the mid part of March, if if I recall call. If you could kind of walk us through what that predictive model looks like now coming into the summer and your thoughts on that. 
Yeah, so, you know, as I mentioned, we have almost 28,000 dental installations and another five or 6,000 other installations and almost 120 million patients on our platform. And the industry, when COVID hit, you know, our customers, which is the primary customers, dental uh, industry, for example, saw an 85% drop in their daily production as a result of the shelter-in-place orders, right? And this particular COVID-inspired recession was actually very different from anything else that has ever been there. And we jumped to action and we created this website, which is accessible right from our homepage to see the COVID impact. And now COVID rebound as states open up. And I'm married to a dentist. So, you know, this is also deeply personal. Sure, um, sure. As you can imagine. And from an industry perspective, the, the thing that we observed was state by state, we saw that as the states were opening, we are able to look at and apply predictive model to understand which states are coming to pre-COVID levels. And what is incredible is compared to, for example, the Great Recession of 2008, we see that this is a very different recovery. This is a U-shaped recovery. It is tight U. So we ran models on different states and we ran prediction models. For example, here's the most important nugget. New York, right? The one which you mentioned. So pre-COVID levels, New York is going to reach by July 14th. They will be at the pre-COVID levels, which is astounding. You know, if you were in April and if somebody would have said that, you wouldn't have believed it. Sure. Uh, California basically reached that level this week. And that's just because California opened a week earlier, week or two earlier than New York. But we are able to accurately predict when New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, all the different states are going to be reaching back to the pre-COVID levels. And this is very important for the industry because employment, revenue, everything is driven by this. And it's a great indicator of economic recovery. That's amazing. You know, like I said, we could all use a little bit of good news right now. And this is something that I'll be definitely tracking with you, BJ, as well, because this is really, again, near and dear to my heart. But I always love to see the predictive models and where they end up from when they were presented initially. So this is awesome. BJ, this is the important part of the show is where we ask you something in your career experience. We just need a little nugget that'd be helpful for those looking to grow their career, maybe break into entrepreneurship or even learn about emerging technologies something you can share with us? Absolutely. I mean, possibilities of data, right? One of the things I learned was the value of data generated is a multiple of what we can generate as revenue from anything else. But the most important thing is vision, understanding the product market fit, and ability to assemble a great team. In a way, if you don't have those, the key bridge to success is not there. Absolutely. I want to just personally thank you for being on our show today, and I look forward to speaking with you soon. It's a pleasure to be here, Brian, and thanks for having me. I look forward to staying in touch and making this relationship really successful. Thank you very much, Vijay. Bye for now.